Okay, good morning, everybody. Getting smoother with that transition process here with getting online. So um, good morning. This is Chat with Chap. I am your host, Ginger Wade. And as you see, Jack is back. If you listened last week, we were talking with Jack about um, dual enrollment and what is it and what how do you use it and how do you prepare for it and all that type of thing last week and he's back this week and this week we're going to talk about college admissions there's a little bit of dual enrollment in there in our discussion but today the whole idea is really just to give you the information as a parent that you need to guide your students through the process of being admitted to college so lots of questions here that we're going to be answering and you know what guys if we miss something uh please comment below uh, if we don't see it during the video, we'll, I'll catch it around. I'll get the answer for you and I'll do it on my next Q&A day. So um, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll be pretty thorough on this, but just in case we miss something, I want to give you that option for asking your questions. So, all right, Jack, before we get into the questions, remind our audience who you are and, and why you're with me here talking about college admissions. Right. So for those of you who didn't have the chance to meet me, Last week, my name is Jack Dunham. I am one of the admissions counselors here at Clark Summit University. I typically work with traditional undergraduate students who come on campus. So your high school students are graduating and transitioning to college. Um, I am actually a graduate of Clark Summit University myself, a 2022 graduate where I graduated with a degree in youth ministry, minor in counseling, did an internship with a church for a while. Um, and then the Lord brought me back here uh, to serve ministering to students in this way as well. And so our biggest goal, I said it last week too, is to just help you guys through this college search and really help find out where the Lord is leading you and your student through this whole process. And if it's CSU, like that's great. Obviously we would love that. But even if it's not our most important thing is that you end up where the Lord is leading and calling as well. Perfect. Excellent. So like I said, we're glad to have you here because you have some information that is going to be very helpful <laughs> to some of those nervous parents out there um, and unsure students. So let's just jump right in. Um, so as far as classes, like the academic classes, things that students should be taking, is there anything that in general, like I know there's certain things for every college, but in, in general, you know, do you have to have the languages? Do you have to have trig? Do you have to have, like, is there anything that you would say students should really be certain to have on their transcripts if they're going to college? Right, yeah. So basically, it, I mean, it really depends on what your homeschooling program requires. And you want to be making sure that you are taking those high school level classes as well, because you're going to want those on a transcript. And as far as something in particular, that I would recommend, um, it would be to make sure you are honing in on writing skills with your students, especially because in college, you go from like paper multiple choice tests in high school to in college, a lot of your exams are essays or written exams that you have like, you know, the professor will give you like, here's these questions, you have a week to answer all of these, you know, and that's the exam. So in college, there definitely is a lot more writing than there was in high school. So one thing I would encourage parents and students to work on is just really honing in and nailing down those writing skills as well. Because not only does that become a big emphasis in college, but depending on which career you get launched into after college, your mm -hmm. job might include a lot of writing as well, whether it's 
you know, writing emails, writing reports, all that kind of stuff. And you want to be professional and concise in all of your writing, you know, not only in college, but beyond college as well. Yeah, absolutely. That ability to communicate through writing is so important, no matter what type of communicating it is, you know, informational or whatever, um, communication is key. So with that, so when I went to school, one of my requirements was in my major, I had to have a class that was based on um, oral, like you had to do speaking. I was a math major. That was a challenge. So so is there, I mean, is there value to that too, making sure you have um, speech preparation, like that type of thing with verbal communication? I would say there's definitely a benefit to that. Um, I know my freshman year, I did have to take an entry-level speech class um, my freshman year as a college student here. I didn't really have, per se, a speech class in high school, but a lot of majors that you are going to go into, one of the general education courses is going to be like introduction to speech or speech communication or something like that. Yes. Okay. The terrorizing fear of standing in front of someone <laughs> and giving a speech. <laughs> It's good to, to go through that. Um, so next question, how can a homeschool student prepare, pre- prepare for college admissions? So here I'm thinking like, um, later we asked a question about testing and stuff, but is there any skills they should work on? Um, like interviewing, so like when you're going and you're meeting with admissions people, like we talked about this a little bit last week, are they gonna be looking mostly at, uh, transcripts and testing or are they more interested now in the interview like is there interviews mostly do you think with college admissions or like what's a way to prepare for that admissions process right so i would encourage like parents to push their students to take you know um as high of a high school level work as they can as far as their classes go like stretch your student as much as you can because on a transcript that's going to look you know, really good to a university or to a college. And one of the ways to do that, we talked about last week is high school dual enrollment. That's a great way to take advantage of that and show a college that you are ready for college level classes because you have already taken some and you have done well in them. So you show that you're already prepared. And then from the interview side of things, uh, at CSU, we do require an interview. Uh, Just depends on college to college, institution to institution, stuff like that. But as far as our process goes, uh, the way we kind of do our interviews is the admissions counselor does it with their student. And we kind of treat it as a way to kind of get to know the student a little bit more, see where they're kind of at uh, in their personal life and their spiritual life, those kinds of things. And like we take notes during the interview and then all of that kind of goes to the admissions committee and the admissions committee looks at all of it. Um, So the interview process, for each university, also, if they do an interview, probably looks a little bit different. But from our point of view, that's kind of what it would look like for a student going through the process with us here at CSU. Yeah, so just to share it about yourself, right? Just who you are mm-hmm. and what makes you you, right? So mm-hmm. know yourself well. Um, okay, so next question. Are there different requirements? This was an interesting question. I hadn't thought about this. Is there different requirements? for the high school student coming in versus the public school student coming in? Are they, are you kind of looking at them from the same angle? Like how does that, do they, are they, is it the same? Right, so this is another one of those things where it it really depends on the college that the student is applying to. 
at CSU, we really see no difference um, between uh, you know public school student and a homeschool student because a homeschool student is able to you know these days produce a transcript just like a public school student is able to. So there's really no difference there. Some colleges are a little more picky with homeschool students, um, but what I've noticed personally is that homeschool students on average are better students than public school students. It's kind of like we talked about last week, they've mm -hmm. already learned how to learn. And so yeah. they know how to study well, they know how to learn well, and all of those things. So here at CSU, there is no, you know, no difference that we see between, you know, a public school student and a homeschool student as far as how we go through the process. Yeah. But there definitely are some colleges where you know, it might be a little bit different in how they see things. Okay, so if you're looking to go to a particular place, it's good to ask them, right? It's always yeah. good to have your questions to ask them specifically. So like, as we're talking through these questions, parents, these are like general, you know, general thoughts. And of course, Jack is sharing from CSU's standpoint, but it's always good to ask questions of any of the schools that your students wanna to go to or are interested in. It's always good to ask them specifically what they're looking for um, and then you can, you know, hone in your, your thoughts on how you need to prepare. So, okay. So then the next question, um, is related to the test. And we talked about this a little bit last week, but, you know, is, is testing a big deal to get into school anymore? If it is, is there a particular test you think kids should take? Like, is it definitely go with the SAT is, you know, more colleges are accepting the CLT. If your college accepts the CLT, should you go that way? Like, or the ACT, like, you know, what's your thought on the testing thing? Right. So when I was originally, you know, going through high school and going through the whole college search, pretty much every university in the, in all the universities I was looking at, most of the universities in the country were still requiring some sort of standardized test score mm -hmm. um, to be accepted into their university. And so in high school, I took the SAT you know, like every college student. But since then, and since COVID pandemic happened, uh, standardized testing has become really kind of old fashioned, which has been crazy to think about because it kind of changed like on a dime. Um, yeah. Because with COVID, people weren't able to gather. And so if you aren't able to gather, you aren't able to do a standardized test. Um, and so like we said last week, a lot of students, a lot of colleges and universities are actually moving to test optional. There are still a handful, like I said, within the state of Pennsylvania that are uh, requiring some sort of standardized test, for, test score. And then there's even some uh, still within the state of Pennsylvania that encourage it, but necessarily don't require it. Um, there are schools that if you do take like the SAT and provide a test score, depending on what your score is, they might give you a little extra scholarship. But also, yeah. like I said last week, um, our academic scholarship is solely based on the student's GPA. So we don't really have a need to look at uh, a test score. And then as far as testing goes, I just learned, started learning about CLT. I know some colleges are starting to accept that, but if you're looking more at bigger universities that mm -hmm. are going to require some sort of test score, they're going to want to see an SAT or an ACT yeah. score. Okay. I think what I've noticed so far with the CLT, which everybody is a classic learning test, if you're not familiar with it, um, is there's a lot of Christian universities mm -hmm. accepting it. And I'm sure there's people that are not Christian universities accepting it too, but that's what I've seen the majority of is your Christian schools accepting the CLT. And it's just, 
Uh, I guess it's an alternative that doesn't necessarily include the common core ideas. It's what's why it's called the classic learning test. Um, so um, that's why a lot of homeschoolers are looking at it because we don't necessarily do the common core stuff in our learning programs. So anyway, something to think about. Uh, those things are all changing though. So, okay. So skill-wise, like are there skills that students should really work on? We talked a little bit about uh, note-taking or studying or, or things like that, that students should really work on before they come into college. They should be aware that they need to have to be a successful college student. Yeah. Um, like we talked about with writing, writing is obviously a big one. Learn, knowing how to take notes, knowing how to study. So like knowing how you specifically learn, um, those are all big things. But then one really big thing too with college uh, that I learned is time management is a huge ah. one. Because for nice. parents who aren't familiar with how a college schedule works, for here at CSU, the college schedule, the uh, class schedule is split up into Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Tuesday, Thursday. So if you have a three credit class, that means the class meets for three hours. And so if the class is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you meet for an hour. And if the class is Tuesday, Thursday, you meet for an hour and a half. If yeah. it's a night class, they meet for the full three hours, but they only meet once a week. But with that schedule, you have so much more free time built into your schedule than what you realize. So like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, if a student's taking 15 credits, so that would be uh, five classes, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, they might have three classes. And then Tuesday, Thursday, they might have two classes. Mm -hmm. And so they have all this time that they got to figure out how to balance and how to study. And so time management is a big one. So if you're like a calendar oriented person, I would encourage you to like, as soon as you get the syllabus, like write down deadlines, yeah. um, that kind of stuff. And then also one thing that I did and learned to do uh, was look for stuff that you can work ahead on. So in college classes, there is a lot of reading involved with some yeah. of these classes. And yeah. reading is something that you can very easily just get ahead on. And so mm -hmm. I would try and you know be two or three weeks ahead in my reading and that prepares you for you know if you get sick or if yeah. you're not able to work on homework for like an entire week you don't get mm -hmm. caught behind and you're still on track with your yeah. classwork and all of that stuff oh that's really great that's really good advice yeah the time management thing is really i was always a you know nudge the grindstone I go to class go back to my room do my homework done you know like i'm not a procrastinator i'm like everybody else who's in school <laughs> like, I, don't know, I felt like i was the only one but it was really great because I could enjoy my evenings and I could enjoy my Sunday evenings, my Sunday afternoons, because I wasn't cramming to get my yes. work done before Monday. Yep. So yes, time management is an excellent skill to learn. So, okay, so let's talk about activities a little bit. Like when you were filling out an application, the application might say, hey, what kind of activities were you involved in? What kind of things is appealing to a college to see, hey, you were involved in this and this or what types of things or if there's specific activities, any suggestions? Right, yeah. So volunteer work is a huge one. So, you know, I, I was an athlete in college. So for my athletes out there, like if you can find a way to get involved in youth sports in some way, you know, volunteering, helping out coach, that kind of stuff. Volunteer work is something that is really great to have on your application because depending on how much volunteer work you do have, uh, that may open the door for some extra scholarship money 
as well. And some people actually don't realize that. Um, but if you do have a lot of volunteer work and a lot of volunteer work experience, um, that is something that, you know, you should put on your application because it may be a way to, you know, take, take a couple hundred bucks off, yeah. you know, the bill as well. So volunteer work is a big one. And then for Christian schools, especially one thing we like to see is how involved is the student in the church? The church. Um, yeah. Okay. So getting involved in your church. So whether it's, you know, if you're uh, an upperclassman, junior or senior, like, are you helping out in your youth group? Are you helping your youth pastor out? Or if you have like, you know, a special interest, like, you know, if you have a heart for children's ministry, you know, on Sunday morning, is there a way for you to help out in the children's ministry during the service? Or if you really like tech type stuff, is there a way for you to help out with the tech team during the service? Yeah. So things like that are those are two of the big things that uh, we at CSU kind of like to see, but across the board, volunteer work is definitely going to be a big one. No matter where you apply, colleges yeah. are going to love to see volunteer work. Yeah, service, right? I think E-Towns is something about, it's something about service, actually, their logo, prepare to serve or come in, I don't know, something mm -hmm. about service. So yeah, service anywhere is a, is a big deal. Um, yeah, and like, youth band my kids are all do youth band mm -hmm. you know, i have drummers and guitar players and keyboardists in my house and that was i mean that was a huge thing for them it's all student run and they they're actually mm -hmm. pretty solid so um especially if you're looking at being a worship leader type person youth band yeah. is you know wow that's a great resume builder there so um okay so activities let's see so anything is there anything else as students are applying to colleges universities or whatever that would make a student appealing to a college, you know, uh, I mean, we talked about service, we talked about grades, uh, we talked about um, some other activities and skills that you learn. Is there anything else that you can think of that is going to make a student stand out when you're looking through the piles of applications that you get? Right. Yeah. And yeah, there definitely is. Because like when we are looking through applications and all that kind of stuff we're always asking ourselves is this student fitting gonna fit the mission of what csu is trying to do so i shared a little bit last week about kind of what csu's mission is and that's christ-centered and career ready and we see those two things as one thing because to be the most career ready you also gotta be christ-centered as well yeah. and so we are really looking for you know those students who want to serve the lord um wherever they go because like I said last week, we recognize that every opportunity is a ministry opportunity, whether we realize it or not, because, you know, we may end up, you know, you might have a student major in business and end up in a secular work environment, you know, for their entire, you know, professional career yeah. working in business. And so that's what we're looking for. We're looking for those students who recognize, okay, you know, I, I don't really know where, where the Lord might lead me, but wherever he does lead me, I want to serve him you know, to, to the best of my ability, wherever I do end up. And so for a lot of especially private institutions and universities, that's one thing that they're going to look at is, is this student going to fit or does this student fit what we're trying to do here at, yeah. you know, at CSU or, you know, wherever it may be. Yeah. So I think maybe there, when you're looking at the colleges, you're checking out their websites and stuff, what's their motto, <laughs> right? So like I was mm -hmm. saying, one of E-Town's mottos is something, I can't remember the whole thing, but it definitely has the word serve in it, you know, going out to serve. So, wow, that's important to them. I need to be, you know, making sure that I'm doing those things and including it on my resume. So wherever you're looking, parents and students, you need to know what that college is about. 
in order to, you know, be appealing to that college, you know, so it's a little bit of research and a little bit of character building and, you know, personal building there um, is wise. So, okay, so we did talk about some financial aid options already, which you can, you can list those again too, but is there anything else? We're like, what are financial aid options for homeschooled students? I think, I think as public school students, I think since there's guidance counselors and stuff there, we're a little bit more aware of what to do there, but maybe as homeschoolers, we're a little bit unaware of where to go or what to do if we're in need of financial aid. Right. Yeah, exactly. So uh, one big one that's open for, you know, all students who are U.S. citizens is the FAFSA. So for that's how you get your federal financial aid from the U.S. government. That's how you get your grant from the U.S. government based on, you know, what your income is. Um, and for students who are going to be going into college in fall of 2024 the fafsa is set to open in december of 2023 so for your fall of 2024 students parents mark december 2023 on your calendar sure. so you can get that filled out and then that fafsa is actually something that does have to be renewed uh every single school year so every single cycle you have to renew the fafsa so that's a big one and then from csu's point of view Every student who applies, does an interview, all that stuff automatically qualifies for three scholarships uh, based off of their application, their interview, and that like we talked about their high school GPA. So that's yeah. where like the volunteer work, the mm -hmm. being involved in your church, you mm -hmm. know, comes that stuff comes into play as well. Um, gotcha. So there's those scholarships. And then actually, whether you realize it or not, there's scholarships out and available all over the place so there's websites like if you just do a simple google search um there's all these websites where you can apply for uh scholarships whether it be through a written essay or things like that as well um and we recognize those scholarships as well one warning i will give to parents though as we have seen this happen is you should never have to pay to apply for a scholarship oh, okay so if you're going to if your student's going to apply for a scholarship and they're asking you to pay for it i would question personally question the credibility of said scholarship okay. um just because that's not really how scholarships work yeah um so you should never have to pay to enter a contest Fine. you know for a scholarship yeah. Okay, that's good to know. And in case you don't know out there, parents, CHAP does a scholarship for graduating high school seniors. Uh, we give it out every year at our convention. So there's, we do two, two winners, um, $1,500 scholarship. So I'll, we talk about it all the time, sign up on our e-news so you know when it's going on. But um, yeah, we, we have one too. So I know they, they are out there if you know where to look. And you know what, something that you said there, um, just for this whole process, reminded me it's important to be looking at these things early like you said mm -hmm. this december is the time to sign up for a fafsa for next fall um this year i had lots of parents asking me about graduations for their kids in may i'm like no we've done our graduations already like homeschoolers graduate early we graduate in may mm -hmm. um so like all those things when you're applying to colleges and all these other things dual enrollment Think about it way earlier than you think you need to think about it and be prepared because the timelines are like early. Like the, I know the process mm -hmm. for dual enrollment 
here is his past already. Everyone's signed up, you know, it's, we're ready to go. And that happened early. It was like March and mm -hmm. April that those things were happening. So parents, you need to be thinking that, you know, you can't, oh, it's August. School starts in three weeks. Let's sign up. <laughs> that doesn't work. So be prepared early because um, it sneaks up, it does sneak up on you fast. It, do, it really does. Mm -hmm. So like write it on your calendar, stick it in your phone. I know every phone like has reminder capabilities. So make sure it's in there so you're aware of it. Um, okay, so before we wrap it up, I did just want to let's kind of encapsulate real quick, like last week, how would being a dual enrolled student, so a dual enrolled student parents mm -hmm. is when your high school student takes college courses and it counts for both high school and college. That's what dual enrollment is. How um, is that gonna benefit all the like all the little different ways real quick how's that going to benefit you as a student applying to a college either the college where you do enroll that or any other college like how's that going to make you more appealing or prepare you or any of the things anything you want to share there yeah so for actually for most universities csu included if you get accepted into our dual enrollment program you're that is you're getting accepted into the university as well wow. So if you get accepted for dual enrollment, you don't have to go through the whole application interview process again. You getting accepted for dual enrollment gets you accepted for if you decide you want to come to the university as well. And so a lot of universities, their dual enrollment programs work exactly the same way, where if you get accepted for their dual enrollment, it, you're getting accepted for their undergraduate, you know, normal college student, you know, acceptance as well on top of that. And then doing dual enrollment, again, what that shows to other universities is that you're capable of handling those college classes. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate that there are colleges out there who look down on homeschool students, but the fact of the matter is that there are universities who do look down on homeschool students. I think homeschool students should be looked at in a much higher manner because I think across Thanks. the board, I've seen <laughs> that they are great students they're willing to work hard and they're willing to learn how to how they learn you know, as, mm -hmm. as you said last week and so what doing dual enrollment shows to maybe some of those other universities who don't see homeschool students as high as maybe they should is it'll show them that you're able to handle the college work because you're doing college classes already as yeah. a high school student and so that will, you know, stand out to other universities that you apply to like, oh, hey, you know, this student applied and oh, they've already done, you know, 12 credits of dual yeah. enrollment, you know, so like I, I think I had a student uh, apply last year who he did, they did dual enrollment um, through like four different universities wow. and it was like, and they were a part of National Honor Society and all of this other stuff and it was like, Wow. Okay. <laughs> so I can tell you from an admissions counselor point of view, that kind of stuff does stand out to us that, yeah. wow, this student is, you know, top when it comes yeah. to academics and that kind of stuff. Okay, great. All right. That's awesome. So I think we've covered all the things. Is there anything, Jack, that you can think of that just kind of popped into your head while we were talking? Anything else? that you need to share? Do you think we kind of covered the basis pretty well? I think we covered it well. I would just encourage, you know, parents, as you're looking at schools, just do your research. Um, 
The more you look into a school, the more you're going to find out whether your student is going to be, you know, a good fit there or not. So I would just say do your research and try and find out, you know, as much as you can and, you know, ask as many questions as you yeah, can because um, sometimes as admissions counselors, uh, we don't really know what questions, you know, you guys might have per se or what's going on up, up in your guys' head. So yeah. we're going to try our best to try and help you guys out in whatever way we can. But if there is a question that is on your mind, don't ever be afraid to ask it. Because also, at, like I said, at the end of the day, our goal is to just help you guys out in any way that we can. And that's what we're here for. And that's what we want to do. So if there is, you know, that question you're thinking about and, you know, you think, oh, you know, it might not be a great question, you know ask it because I also yeah. believe that there is no such thing as a dumb question. The only yeah. dumb question is the question that didn't get asked. Yeah. So yeah. ask your questions and do your mm -hmm. research would be my, uh, yeah. Yeah, very good. So there you have it, parents out there and students who are considering college. There are some really good suggestions and advice, ways for you to prepare for college if you're thinking of doing that. And I'll tell you what, if you have a junior high student or a ninth and 10th grade student, not 100% sure that they're going to college or not, it's never gonna hurt to be thinking that way, You know, to be volunteering, to be striving to do your best with your schoolwork, all those types of things. It will benefit you, whether you attend college or do a trade or whatever happens, it's never gonna harm you to you know, build skills, you know, be a better learner, be a better communicator. Those things are super valuable no matter what you end up doing, so. It's all good stuff and it will just help you as you move forward into adult life. So, okay, thanks, Jack. This was great. So yeah. before we sign off, I would like you to share uh, some info about Clark Summit if people are interested in checking out Clark Summit. And I told Jack, I keep saying Clark Summit, but there's an S on the end of Clark's. So it's Clark's Summit. So if you're interested in CSU, where can they find you? Right. So we posted the links in the video last weekend, and I think Ginger can post them again yep. this week. Um, but our main website homepage is clarksummitu.edu. Um, and from there, you can at the uh, that's the home screen. You can find all the links there. But as I shared a little bit earlier today, uh, what we're all about is Christ centered and career ready. And so every student who comes to CSU is actually a double major and biblical studies, as well as whatever professional major they choose. Because like I said, we recognize that, you know, we might have a student that enters a work field where most of their coworkers are non-believers. And so what we want to do is prepare that student to be able to live out the gospel and be able to share the gospel with their coworkers. Because we also recognize that the best people to be around, whether we realize it or not, are the ones who reflect the same character qualities that Jesus reflected. Yeah, and so absolutely. we want to uh, give our students those classes, help them grow in their faith, help them become more like Jesus. Because through that, at the end of the day, they're gonna be better employees, they're gonna be better parents, they're gonna be better spouses, and it's just yes. gonna impact their entire lives and the lives of those around them as well. Absolutely. It's like CHAP's purpose. Our purpose is to train the next generation to follow Christ in all of life. All of life is all of life. You know, it's everything. So, um, so that's the goal. We're following Christ no matter what we're doing every moment of every day. 
So thanks for coming on, Jack. It was great to yeah. ask these questions with you these past two weeks. I'm very glad that we got to do it. I hope it was helpful to you guys out there. And again, if you have any other questions, like Jack said, ask them away. Make sure you ask your questions and get those questions answered. You can post below. Uh, we have contact form on chatonline.com. You can write in to us. You can inbox us here at Facebook. And I will get your questions answered. I'll talk to Jack or anybody else that I need to talk to to get your questions answered. And I'll share them on Q&A day too. So they get out there on video so you hear the answers. So, all right. Thanks for joining us today, Jack. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, and listening. And uh, we will see you next Tuesday. I'm going to talk about the steps to get started homeschooling. So if anybody out there is looking into homeschooling, not exactly sure what to do to get started, I'm going to take you through step-by-step. Step. Piece of cake, no problem. All right? So we'll see you next Tuesday. And have a great week, everybody. Bye.